Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Tully Louise. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. That's Just good. chugging along, you know. How has your week been? Good. It's been very busy, very productive. We love that. Yeah. We love being productive. Yeah. That's good. Do you know what I just started doing? And I started doing it before I went to LA and then I forgot and I've seen such a drastic change in my week. So, you know, those journals that Rosa gave us, the gratitude job. I, I do it a, every morning. I do it at night, right? And not in this journal. I've had just a regular journal. I do it every night. And I must have, when I went to LA, I forgot to take it with me. So I forgot doing it. And you know, like with journaling or meditation, when you forget something like that, you just kind of get in this rut and just forget I started doing it again, but in the morning. I never have been a morning journal person and it's actually changed my life. I'm So now I've stopped doing it at night and doing it in the morning. Changed my life. Like sets up the day. The book Rosa gave us, you have to do both. No. Oh, I know the last two bits. Mm. But no, but the last two bits are just like how could you change your day? Yeah, like reflections yeah, on your day. But I always like do gratitude stuff like at night. Like I'm grateful for my coffee or whatever. Yeah. Doing it in the morning is so much more powerful than at night. Self-inquiry is a really important part of the day. Well, it just sets up your day. Like it puts you in such a better mood and I don't know, like I've just always been a night person. Funny you say that because yesterday actually my co-star came up. Oh, my God, I haven't been on CoStar for ages. Yeah, well, it just sent me a notification. So usually like when I go to bed at night, I'm like think of all the things that made me happy and all Mm. that and they're like be as nice as you are to yourself at night but in the morning. And so the last yesterday and today I did it, I was like, oh, my God. Like usually I wake up, I'm like, oh, got to get up, got to do this. But Mm. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so grateful I get to wake up, get to see these people. It's just the changes the way you think. Oh, it's like I honestly and like I said, I've been doing gratitude diaries for years, but just swapping it and changing it to the morning instead of night has changed my life. Like actually – crazy. And that journal that uh, Rosa got us, it's called the five-minute journal. I feel like that's probably one of the best gratitude journals I've Mm. ever had. I've had a few and then I just started buying notebooks and stuff, but it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. And I just, so I'm having a much better week the last two weeks just because of that one change. Yeah. Crazy. Works good. Works great. Just, I mean, works good, but it's always like at the end of financial year, it's like, you know, just as anyone knows, businesses grow and evolve and it just gets a little bit more stressful yep. when it comes to like money and decisions and stuff like that. So I do have to say we did a survey recently and thank you to anyone who is listening and filled the Tally Lou survey out. I hope you got your gift voucher. But the feedback from everyone on that survey was so nice and so positive and everyone loves the leggings. Yeah, it was wild. We went through it. I went through it yesterday. Like we both went through it yesterday by ourselves and then we went through it this morning. And I was like, it made my heart really, really happy. Just like 
yeah, it's crazy. Like 10 years ago to this, 10 years ago, I never, ever thought Talila would still be around yeah. to this day and have people wearing it, let alone talking about it and saying how great the product was. And I think we've worked really, really hard to improve the product and um, deliver like products that people love and speak so highly about. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck, we did that. Yeah, we do that. Wild. Yeah. And just like the fact that you guys are like moving your bodies, being, you know, and all that kind of stuff just – it Wait. makes my – I just still – I have like I was reading it and I was like, I just actually can't believe this is about our brand. It's weird. We're just all trying to be our best selves every day. Yeah. Anyway, so we just recorded a really great uh, podcast today with Zach and Rich from TVI Investments. Yes. So I came to you and I said, I really want to talk about what's happening in the world mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. because you read all these articles, you see about inflation, you see interest rates, you see stock markets crashing and – it's all very doom and gloom and I was like, I want to speak to the boys and find out why is it why is it happening, what to do and that's exactly what we spoke about really. Yeah, and just basically as we do in all our businesses, we want to help and educate you guys to have a better understanding mm. and to, you know, you don't have to build your you don't have to build your wealth you don't have to invest or anything like that but just understand yep. why it's happening and how you could potentially build your wealth and that's one thing we did take away today is right now like this mm-hmm. period in time go away and learn as much as you can possible about mm-hmm. stock markets crypto how to make money gdp's inflation because Everything happens in cycles and the sooner you learn about the cycles, the better off you will be financially. And it's exactly like what you said before about Tally Lou. It's like we just want to better your life. So yep. it was a really good conversation to have. I even learned more about it as well um, from my point of view. So I feel like And this is why episode. we started FIFA to start mm-hmm. having open and honest conversations with guys like this mm-hmm. about investing, learn more about investing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just important as well, if not just about investing. Like if you don't want to invest. No, you don't and, have to. And, you know, whatever. But just learning a little bit more about, you know, maybe taking your money out of the bank, keeping it under the mattress, all those kind of things. How an economy works. Why does inflation happen? And also why has your coffee gone up 60 cents? Like yeah. all these things about why produce is going up and stuff like that and not blaming the retailer because Mm. their product has gone up. There's so many other factors before, I guess, the retailer of why it's gone up. So, And to normalise that it's all happened before and it will happen again. Exactly. So it was a really great episode and we were so excited to have the boys on and we can't wait for you guys to listen, to learn and educate. And this uh, also, we do have a discount code for TBI platform yes. if you want to join. So if you enjoy the conversation, get to the end and the boys have a sneaky little code that you can check out their platform and learn more. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing. So connect with them and we hope you love the episode. Don't forget to follow FIFI also. Yeah. And don't forget to like, subscribe to our podcast and give us like five stars because it really helps. And maybe buy some Tally yeah. leggings. <laughs> Anything else we do? No, we're just plugging ourselves at the moment. <laughs> um, but have a beautiful day and we hope you love the episode. Ciao. Zach, Rich, welcome to Curious Conversations. Thank you for having us. Sarah, Tully, glad to be here. <laughs> We're very excited to have you guys. We're excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. so you guys are the other half, um, you guys are part of TBI. We are, yeah. Yes. The last, the last half. Yes, <laughs> we're excited to have you guys on. 
A great, the great bunch. The better looking half, or what? <laughs> There's Anthony. What's he going to say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few comments on that one. On a yeah. serious note, like we've started lighthearted, but we have got you on for a very serious topic, oh, and no. it's what is going on in the world at the moment. Mm. We hear inflation, we hear about recession, we see stock markets crashing, we see crypto crashing, and our coffee's gone up. Exactly. <laughs> like, what is happening? And what should we be doing? Well, look, there's we're in a bear market phase at the moment. So people are struggling all around the globe. Like it's not it's not just Australia, it's not America, it's everyone's struggling right now. And you talk about this big inflation thing, everyone's talking inflation, but what is inflation, mm-hmm. guys? Um, I like to use this analogy is you could buy a Coke can say two, three years ago for a dollar fifty. But that Coke can will now cost three dollars. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much what it is. It's the it's the rise of the goods and services. The the actual ta- you know the physical product has now gone up in value. Yeah. So wherever you go, what's whatever supermarket you go to, everything is going to cost more. Your takeaway is going to cost more. You know, for the ladies, your handbags is going to cost more. The supply of all these items. Uh, and th- there's a lot of people out there that argue, especially Jerome Powell, the the guy that runs the whole board in America. He's talking about inflation and, and the supply and how he's going to raise interest rates to combat it. But mm-hmm. there's different ways to combat it and people have different sort of ex- explanations on what it is. Um, the, you can look at um, like different – the war, for example, mm-hmm. COVID. There's different um, – For people that are listening, Mm. like Sarah and I are quite like, well, we've been educating ourselves in this area and stuff Mm. like that. But there's probably a lot of people. Why does inflation actually happen though, with the money and stuff like that? So, price prices go up Mm. because there is more money in supply, and that there's a few different definitions of inflation, but. My definition of inflation is when the amount of money that is in circulation increases. Mm-hmm. So we have more money available. So it comes down to a simple factor of supply and demand. When we have too much supply, um, it devalues the dollar. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that is currently what we're seeing. So our dollar is now worth a lot less this year than what it was last year. In the last two years since COVID has happened, they have printed over 40% of the monetary supply that has ever existed in the US. So we now have way more money in the economy. Way more money. Yeah. Trillions and trillions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So just like when there's uh, a lot of something, it becomes like worthless or becomes worth a lot less. Mm -hmm. And what we're experiencing now, because of our dollar being worth less, products are now more expensive. So mm-hmm. that's why you're seeing, you know, our coffee is going up. I paid like nearly six, $6.50, I think, for an almond. Yeah, like, mine's like $6. a standard for me that, at the yeah. moment. Yeah. But we're that's still outrageous. paying it. <laughs> that is outrageous. Okay, so um, yeah. prices mm-hmm. are going to go up. Mm-hmm. What is going to make prices go back down? Well, the only way to combat this currently from what Jerome, the the main guy, has Mm -hmm. told us in America is that he will continue to increase interest rates. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I think they're at about 1.5 or 1.75. Is that in the US or that's in Australia? So that's in the US. Yeah. Uh, Australia typically follows the yeah. US. Mm-hmm. They just mimic everything they do. It'll come back to us. They want to increase or they want to double interest rates to tighten inflation. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go into crazy numbers. I think in Lebanon, it's like 120% inflation. So these things can skyrocket mm-hmm. pretty high. So Jerome needs to put his foot down right now and combat it. So they want people to spend less? Yes, they want to tighten. They want to tighten everyone's sort of appetite at yep. the moment. So it, by it, tightening that, it slows down the demand. Yeah, <clears throat> and then in a sense slows down the economy so they have more control over it or what? Yeah, so because there's less demand, they mm-hmm. can bring down the inflation rate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're <clears throat> now why this supply inflated in the first place is because they were trying to get the country out of trouble. They're trying to get the world out of trouble. Mm-hmm. We this has been happening because our our dollar is not actually backed by anything. Mm-hmm. There is back in 1981, I be, uh, 81, I believe the dollar was unpegged from. Um, the gold standard. Yeah. So gold used to back up the US currency, mm-hmm. which means that you could only issue a certain amount of cash based on the amount of gold that you were holding in the reserves. Back in 1981, they removed that, so mm-hmm. they scrapped that. So we became a fiat um, currency society, and that's mm-hmm. all the current cu- all the countries around the world become fiat countries. Now because of that, the central banks can now print as much money as they want. Mm-hmm. There's no real limit to what they can print because there's nothing actually backing it up. So mm-hmm. they're essentially just printing money out of nowhere. So traditionally that central bank used to have to hold gold yeah. and Correct. they could only print the amount. Exactly. That, yeah. Okay. Correct. So people would have – people would – Cash in their gold and yep. they get the same amount of cash back. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's actually something backing the currency. Now, what's happened ever since 1981 is they've been printing cash, and a dollar back then will now will get you three cents worth today. Wow. It's so, yeah, it's supply and demand, like yeah. economics. You know, they've printed so much money, so much. yeah, and the supply is just up here while you know demand's down here. Yeah. So. It's just a pool of cash. Yeah. And it's a cycle. This inflation is a cycle. How many years would this? Look, we, we think we're coming to that pointy end of the stick, but typically my market cycles go in about five years. Okay. Every five years there's a, a, a crash of some sort mm-hmm. of correction. Uh, mainstream media will tell you that it's the end of the world yeah. and, you know, give up mm-hmm. and, you know, crypto's rubbish. Mm, yeah. But it's all part of the market psychology. It's the journey. Cycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. journey. There's also macro cycles. Uh, when do they occur? So I guess we are part of this, not decade, but century-long cycle. Mm-hmm. So if you go back in history, it's roughly every 100 years there's a new change of currency. Right now, so the new the US dollar came into play, as, as it is today, around the 1900s. So we are in the next phase of a new currency or a new cycle, this is when the digital economy oh, comes into play. Ah, okay. mm-hmm. So which is the crypto? Which is the crypto. Okay, yeah. yeah. This is a new type of, I guess, we're, we're starting this new century with a new currency yeah. mm-hmm. or a okay. new involvement in, in the digital space, you know. Everyone's going to be 
watching um, in the metaverse. You know, you're just mm-hmm. going to be sitting on your couches looking yeah. into the metaverse. The time will come. It's just a matter of when. when. Mm. For people listening, so they have inflation, they have interest rates going up, someone might be trying to save for a house or save for something. What's the general advice for people to do in an eco- economic climate that's happening? Right now, without providing personal advice, yeah. we would say cash is king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Preserving. So cash is king, sorry. Is that the ba- in the bank? That's in the bank yep. or under your bed? Yeah, <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> under the bed. Um, your banks won't give you much on a term deposit yep. or a you know net bank saver account. You're mm-hmm. getting 0.25%. Mm-hmm. But preserving capital is key right now for mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in very difficult times. We are nearing a recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, it's two growths two negative growths in in the quarters Mm -hmm. of GDP. Uh, If we hit that second quarter on the books, we are in a recession, people will start, the economy will start going backwards. So when there is a recession and when there is inflation, this causes the stock market and crypto to theoretically crash, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? Because Mm -hmm. people start pulling all their money out so they can hold cash, correct? Correct. Correct. It has a knock-on effect. So... It all starts at the top. Yep. And so no matter what's happening in the crypto space or in the stock world, it all comes down to what's happening in the macro world. Mm-hmm. So when that starts to, you know, get in itself into trouble like it is now, then people start to feel that and they start to remove their risk off the table. They go into this capital preservation mode mm-hmm. um, where, you know, they just want to hang on to the cash because they feel like it's not a good place to have it in, you know, riskier markets. Now, there's literally every market on the planet right now, including like bond, the bond market, which is generally a very like secure and like stable place to get returns from. Even that's returning negative returns. So, wow. Yeah. It's, uh, so cash is, yeah, it's while it's still, you know, deflating. Yeah. Um, so it's not really king, but it is at the moment the best place to do it. So like, yeah, capital preservation, trying to, you know, build up those emergency funds, I think is a really good ride. Yeah, that right is now. a good, yeah. It's about, you know, securing your job as well. I think that's mm-hmm. a really like, if you're in a, if you're in a good job, then yeah, like look at asking for a pay rise to keep up with what's going on or look at, you know, how you can sort of move within that role. Um, yeah, I think just, being smart with your cash, but being ready to deploy it as well. Mm -hmm. And I think learning on how to start getting that in. Because what we're going to see over the next few months is some of the cheapest prices on the market we have seen in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, And where people have been waiting to see prices this cheap. Mm. And it's always like you're battling with that psychology uh, of when it actually gets there, the whole world feels like yeah. it's against you. And the news is saying that the whole world is is mm. done and it makes you not want to get involved. But what we're seeing is it's just we've seen so many times over and over and over and over and over again. This plays out the mm. same way every time. It's the smart money that gets involved during these times when everyone else is running mm. and they're the ones who end up when the markets, you know, takes back off again because it will. Bear mm. markets don't last forever. Mm. Bull markets don't last forever. Everything is cyclical. Now, once the bear market ends, you want to be the one who, you know, got involved mm. yeah. um, because, you know, things 
can go up. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of opportunity in this time. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to ask you guys something personal. In this time right now, what direction are you guys taking? So we are looking at different ways. So what we're teaching our our audience yeah. currently is is how to short the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's ways to make money in this market, mm. even though the price is going down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We just need to flip that psychology and aim for prices to go down and win on those prices mm-hmm. to go down. So if Bitcoin's going down now, we can short it using, you know, there's different ways like KuCoin futures. Um, and we can use CFDs for stocks and commodities and, and that. Uh, we can make money shorting. There's another method called DCA, which Zach did a presentation today on, mm-hmm. uh, and that's another strategy we use where we, where we, I guess, deposit a, a certain amount of money each week. Say it's every every Monday or every second Monday, you put in a hundred dollars into the market. Mm-hmm. So pe- for people who don't know what DCA is, can you explain it? So dollar cost averaging yeah. is a strategy where it's a it's a very passive strategy. Mm. Uh, and it's it's basically investing automatically. You can actually set it up on Digital Surge. Mm-hmm. It's it's I think it's triggers. Zach, is that correct? Trigger investing. Reoccurring buys. Reoccurring buys, mm-hmm. where you you tell the system to buy every Monday a hundred dollars of your money into Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and it's it's automated. And you can process. do that for stocks too. With stocks, it's a bit different. Yeah. Uh, crypto has set up that system mm-hmm. for the current users. But with stocks, it's a different process. You have to do it manually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still a possibility, say, with the digital platform stake. I know that if you've bought stocks, say, in BHP initially, then you can buy $20 every week if you want. Yeah. But you just yeah. have to do it manually. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. So you won't yeah. be able to do it, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but on ANZ or Comsec, it's yeah. a bit trickier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Stake, because it's a newer platform, mm. they've designed it for that system. Yeah. What's the point of dollar cost averaging? Yeah, so it's especially useful in a market like this. So let's let's go, let's flip it into a strategy where you would put, let's just say we have a $10,000 investment mm-hmm. put into the market. So let's just say today we go, all right, I think today is the bottom and we invest that $10,000. In this sort of market with these sort of conditions going on, we're in such a strong downtrend. It's trying to call the bottom is like what we call trying to catch a falling knife. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. So we can think right now is the bottom. We can be, you know, super convinced. And then drone power comes out, you know, in a month's time and says that we're hiking interest rates again and all of a sudden the market Goes down. tanks again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the best strategy to deploy at this stage while we're in such a downward strong downward trend and we don't actually know where the bottom is, nobody can pick it, is to dollar cost average. And this is to buy, like Rich was saying, periodically, no matter what the price is. It could be, you know, $10 one week. It could be $12 the next week. It could be $8. And overall, you're averaging your price down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, this strategy, when paired up against the, or in a bear market versus a bull market, it's just... It's ridiculous. The returns last bear market were 480% yep. if you wow. were investing um, every every mm-hmm. single week um, into Bitcoin. And if you were to do it over the bull market when everything was going up, the returns were only 18%. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm. So 480%. It's a big difference. Yeah. In a bear market, which mm-hmm. is what we're in right now, versus... 18% in a bull market because all the prices in a bull market are going up. Mm-hmm. 
right? So if you're slowly buying while everything's going up, you're just diluting yeah. your buying. You're just price. Mm-hmm. chasing the price, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you're doing it while prices are going down, it's allowing you to catch, you know, all the cheaper prices. Mm. The yeah. Down. So this is why we've, we've worked out the best strategy is to get dollar cost average during this sort of market. And then when the market takes back up, if you're looking to get in, it's like just going lump sums, smartly, of course, intelligently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lump sum approach works better in that market. Yeah. What are some key dates and key figures that people have to keep their eye on to know what's happening with the market and when it might start to reverse? So we have to keep an eye on what America tells us to. Yep. Basically, every every couple of months, every month, there's there's a meeting sort of agenda or meeting minutes that mm-hmm. Jerome Powell comes out and he sort of directs the crowd in which way he believes the, the economy is travelling. Uh, it can be a soft approach. It can be different ways he structures his, his words to tell the audience where we believe we're heading. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the recent one, he came out and he said that they have a good grip on inflation and they have like sort of a targeted range where it could reach. So he's, he's sort of given them a soft blow yeah. Uh, where investors then think about it and be like, oh, okay, so inflation is going to come down in the last quarter of this year. I'm going to start investing. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways and this can be read. Like I can read it one way, Zach can read yeah. it another way. Mm-hmm. It really depends on, on your personal choice and your investment type. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask about, you spoke before about the psychology of investing. If people are listening and they've invested, what would be your tips to kind of be patient or like the psychology behind what's happening? So naturally when we're hearing all this Mm. on the news, we're hearing our friends losing money where it, it makes us want to back away from the market. It makes us not want to touch it, not want to hear about it. And to sort of just shut up shop. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right now, the best thing to do to be able to stay in control of your emotions is to stay informed. I think the people who who completely shut off, um, you know, it's, it's really hard to stay um, in control of your emotions when you're not in the loop with what's mm-hmm. actually going on at the time. And it's to understand that these things happen. Like you look back through history Bear markets, they can't last forever. Like mm-hmm. the time, it will turn again. And it's just about staying in the market, being prepared for when it does turn. And I guess, yeah, like it's it's also okay to have um, some time away from the market. Yeah. So like I think just to, to chill out as mm-hmm. well. Like you don't, while it's good to stay informed, you don't have to be actively investing all the time. You don't have to be stressing yourself out with that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so, yeah, did you Just, have I, I guess, yeah, if you can't um, control your emotions, put your phone down, yeah. step away, go outside, go on a little holiday. Uh, bear markets typically last like about 289 days on average, mm-hmm. the S&P. Um, we're sort of getting to that pointy end of the stick. If you guys have survived through this period, you will do exceptionally well mm-hmm. when we come out of this, you know. Everyone thought the 2008 GFC crisis was the biggest thing mm-hmm. on earth and companies were going down, people were jumping off buildings. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. it was a very Insane. sad time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going through sort of a similar cycle and we've dropped to those, I guess, 70 80% levels. We have probably a bit more to go. 
So hopefully by the end of this year, once we near that October stage, we start seeing a bit of a reversal. How many days has it been going now? I think we're like midway. Okay. It's, well, is, the, the top of the uh, bull mark was November 16th back in. Yeah. Back in, last year. Okay. So we've been in a downward trend ever since then. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. I think, Zach, what you were saying before perfectly sums up why we started FIFI and got into this. Everything is such a cycle. So if you can take this opportunity now to go away and learn, learn about inflation, why it happens, cycles, mm. how to get into markets, how, learn about psychology and trading, going into the next bull run or when things mm. start to pick up, mm-hmm. you will be so much better off and it will benefit you for the rest of your life mm-hmm. having that mm, base exactly. level of edu- education. True. Exactly, exactly. Because I think and we, we saw it with like last year when the bull market was on, everybody wants to learn when, when, yeah, when things are good. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's like yeah, it's like you're trying to learn on the job and mm-hmm. it's just it's when everything's so fast paced and everyone's, you know, there's all these shiny lights around. Mm. This person made a heap of money over here, this is about to pop off. And it's just you never really get time to work out your strategy to figure what works for you, what doesn't, how you actually uh, react in certain situations, like how to control your emotions. You never get to figure that out. Mm. Yeah. And so it's, it's and this is just human psychology. It's like people want to get involved when things, things are, are good. Going Hi, yeah, yeah, things yeah are it's good. true. Yeah. yeah. This is this is like uh, the legwork. Think of it as you've just finished school, you're getting into uni, you've got a couple of years to do your degree. Rewards will come in mm. the end, you know, yeah. when, when you hit that career job that you've been dreaming of, it will come. Mm. We just need to do the legwork now and, and make things happen. And these are the things that I know Tully and I wish we knew earlier oh, about like mm. the cycles, the markets, and but it's all happened when it's supposed to happen and lucky for us it's happening right now in a, in a bear market and mm. hopefully we can capitalise when mm. the next run does happen. Exactly, mm. exactly. So we've, we've got the mic, the macro cycles and then the next cycle that comes underneath that is the Bitcoin halving cycle yep. as well. So we've never been, so crypto has been around since 2008, mm. which was when the last uh, financial crisis was. And ever since then, we haven't really seen a crash. We haven't really, mm. se- everything's just been awesome for yeah. the last bull market for the last years. years. Yeah. We've just 12, been in yeah. this incredible market conditions. Mm. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the Bitcoin halving cycle reacts to the global cycle yeah. that's taking part it, right now. Yeah, so it's never, Bitcoin's never experienced a, like, a recession or an economic crisis that existed. Exactly. No. What would, when COVID happened, it crashed then though, didn't it? But, well, not for long. Yeah, it was a V-shaped recovery. Okay. So mm. crisis, like major crises don't really have like a, they have like a snap effect yeah. on the market, mm. but it's not really a prolonged effect. Like if you if you look at the war in Ukraine when that was first mm-hmm. announced, if you look how um, the market reacted to COVID, it was literally like a V shape, like yep. bang, yeah. and, and then straight back, back up. up. Okay. Um, and, so and experienced traders know exactly when to buy when yeah. these uh, geographical mm-hmm. events happen, or you know, COVID events. happen mm-hmm. events. They tend to buy that that bottom. They, mm. they know exactly when to enter, while retail investors will panic sell mm-hmm. during those times. Mm. Yeah. So, 
The Bitcoin halving event is where the amount of supply that gets pushed into circulation halves, and this halves every four years. That is generally historically been the beginning of the bull run for mm-hmm. the crypto market. So we saw it back in 2013, 2017. Uh, we saw it in 2012, 2016, 2020, mm-hmm. and the next halving cycles in 2024. So that's always been the catalyst to get the market moving into a bull market in the crypto market. But once again, we've always seen great um, you know, economic health during these times. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting to see how things react oh, yeah. if the markets, you know, the global market. We're, we're, not, we're not saying that uh, the bull market won't continue. <laughs> Until 2024. Yeah. That's not what Zach's saying. We're just saying that that's a potential new cycle. For people listening who might not be invested in crypto but keep seeing these headlines and seeing like Terra Luna crash and I know me personally receive messages from friends and family being like, oh, how much is your crypto (laughs) worth now, Mm. hey? What happened and how did it affect the cryptocurrency as an overall asset? Well, there was a there was a coin I think everyone knows now called Luna. Uh, it was it had a it had a stable coin function. There was a guy called Duquan who, who was a who was a Korean guy. Uh, he created this this whole e- ecosystem for Luna and and a UST coin which was pegged to the US dollar. Mm. That eventually depegged. So they I guess they weren't paying. One dollar wasn't paying to one UST anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That depegged. Like for example, you have USDT, which mm-hmm. is still pegged, or USDC. They're the main stable coins. It's basically money backed to crypto. Mm-hmm. So, however, if there's a hundred million dollars as cash reserves sitting there in the bank, that's backed to how many coins there are out there for yeah. that stable coin to, mm-hmm. I guess, survive. Um, through that period, we believe that oh, there's a lot of conspiracy around what happened during this, and it's still he's getting he's getting sued at the moment mm-hmm. by several different entities. Uh, we still don't know what exactly happened, but there was a large withdrawal by Duquan just before the crash happened. Yeah. So Duquan, he was he was a very very arrogant operator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? So yeah, he was the opposite of a humble winner. Now, when things started going really well, he started. He took the internet. Um, he took the internet by storm mm-hmm. um, by calling out all these billionaires. Mm-hmm. He was calling out the whole internet, pretty much calling them all poor and yeah, oh my like, god, just horrible. He was stirring the pot, mm-hmm. and so he was making a lot of enemies mm-hmm. as well. Um, and look, it's you wouldn't think that people would react to you know. Uh, a troll like that, but if people wanted to sink him, mm-hmm. they they could. Yeah, and so he cr- he was creating a lot of enemies out there, saying that how this what he was building was pretty much unbreakable, mm. and that everyone who wasn't on board was you know was yeah it was going to be poor, and and it was kind of that's sort of where it all became undone. Like yeah. there was um, what they who they think was Citadel. Um, which was a massive hedge fund, took out a huge $200 million loan and um, essentially flooded the market mm-hmm. with UST, which actually inflated the supply mm-hmm. and depegged the mm-hmm. UST value. Um, 
So inside job. Like in the yeah. sense well, of you could say, yeah, you could that, say that. Yeah. That a big hedge fund took it down. Yeah. yeah. It's it's because crypto is not regulated yeah. at mm. the moment. That's why people like Duquan, they can do pretty much anything. Mm. And he has he's got a, a bandwagon following. Mm. Therefore, people just believed in, in his process. Yeah. Mm. He was he was delivering, you know, twenty percent at, at a point on his anchor protocol. Yeah. Which, you know, that's not realistic. That that you can't sustain that. Mm. That's that's the issue. It wasn't sustainable. Therefore, we crash pretty hard. Yeah. And we believe that because of that initial crash, the whole market started to tumble. Mm-hmm. So what happened is because the Lunar Foundation, so the foundation behind this coin, they were they were in the top two holders of Bitcoin in the world. Oh, wow. Mm. Now, they had a Bitcoin reserve to be able to back up this stablecoin. So if anything was to happen, that they could like keep the, it afloat. Like oh, the central banks used to have gold. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So what happened when this… When this stablecoin became depegged, they started selling off all the Bitcoin, mm-hmm. which in turn um, caused the Bitcoin market to collapse, to, yeah, which yeah. brought everything down. Yeah. yeah. So it was like this tumble effect where because UST was being sold off, they were trying to pump it with the money that they had in Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and the Bitcoin got sold off and just caused this whole cascade in the market to so happen. So basically Bitcoin is the gold reserve of cryptocurrency. Yes, yep. yes. Okay. The I, th- I forgot his name, but the SEC came out and said that BTC is treated as a commodity. commodity. I did see that. Tesla. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. It and is- it, it all comes back to what we started with, with inflation, supply and demand in markets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So, Bitcoin has this narrative around it of being gold 2.0. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because of the fact that it has a scarce supply. Yep. It also ticks a lot of boxes that gold doesn't where it's transportable and it's portable mm-hmm. um, and it's divisible as well. So what that means is like if you can't carry a big, you're not going to log a big bar of gold around <laughs> yeah. um, to go down to the shops. Yep. And if you had a big bar of gold with you by any chance and you wanted to buy your almond latte, you can't chip off <laughs> a bit of gold to be able to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you also can't transport it um, across time either. Mm. So if you wanted to pay somebody on the other side of the world, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. So everything that we've just mentioned there, Bitcoin can do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? So it's divisible, meaning you can break it up. Um, one Bitcoin, just like a dollar, can be broken up into cents. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. thing can be with a dollar. You can send Bitcoin instantly across the world, across time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also... Um, portable as well. Everyone who's got a phone in this world can carry Bitcoin. Carry Bitcoin, in the pocket. yeah. All you need is a computer or a phone. As of this day, what value is Bitcoin at the moment? It's at twenty thousand plus or okay. minus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and because of what Zach said, like we are going through that mass adoption mm-hmm. phase. Mm-hmm. This this might have this period might have scared retailers off, mm-hmm. but institutions are still holding strong and you can see uh, through like a whale map that uh, large holders are still accumulating Bitcoin. I saw an interesting chart the other day. It was actually at this point in time um, the highest number of people to ever hold a one bi- singular Bitcoin ever. Yes. So people, more people, people are buying. buying. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, now it's, now it's becoming to any retail investor, I'll be like, oh, I can actually afford one, one Bitcoin yeah. As, it, yeah. as it keeps yeah. dropping in price. So people want in. Yeah. Yeah. But then, with people wanting in, theoretically, that will increase the 
price, won't it? Because yeah. the demand's higher. Correct. Yeah. Once but people demand. are scared off because of, say, the market's crashing, interest rates going up. Mm. So they actually need to hold on to their money more. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's too many uncertainties out mm, there. Yeah. A recession's looming over our heads. Like, yeah. why would we want to invest right yeah. now? So, and that's it. If more people did have the money too, I can guarantee you a lot more people would definitely buy into it. People being smarter. So, what happens? When people lose complete faith in the U.S. currency, mm-hmm. right, when they just keep inflating, because I believe that inflation is going to continue to soar. Uh, now, what happens when people eventually get fed up with that, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to want to find an asset that holds its value yeah. mm-hmm. and isn't able to be inflated into oblivion like the U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is where the narrative comes in. And it's not kicking in yet. We've seen obviously Bitcoin um, completely tank. Um, gold, no other commodity on this planet is is really holding up too well or has been seen to be the hedge mm. for this inflation. But I believe that as time you know goes on and inflation does start to rise, that you know, people are going to start to look to commodities. They're going to start mm. to really start to pump into these places. Some anywhere that's got anything that's got scarcity to it um, and that can hold value. And look, I mean, Bitcoin is a really key contender. It's mm. the most accessible, um, you know, commodity on the planet, really like that people can get their hands on. Um, and so there's this narrative that Bitcoin could really receive a, a lot of yeah. um, attention. And, and it's, still a babe, it's still a baby mm, in the yeah. space. It's only been running since 2008. Mm. Like other other vehicles have been going for years and years and years. This is this is very infant. Like we are still early, guys. Mm. Even us having the conversation with you, I my level of knowledge and respect of what Bitcoin does mm. has just gone through the roof. Yeah, exactly. I didn't I didn't realize that the whole ecosystem of cryptocurrency holds that as a reserve, and they use it as a means of gold to boost up. If mm. something's going wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it hasn't, this hasn't played out yet. And I think this is what, I think this narrative kind of kept people in the market. There's a couple of things that kept people in the mm-hmm. market. Mm-hmm. One was all these predictions that Bitcoin was going to hit 100K. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all the moon boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone was just pegged to this $100 Bitcoin. And, True. Uh, so um, $1,000. $100,000, yeah. $100,000 Bitcoin. <laughs> The other thing was this being a hedge against inflation. Um, but the market cycle was coming to an end. It couldn't sustain mm. the growth that um, the market had experienced over mm. the last year or let alone the last 40 years, um, 10 years, however you're looking at it. And so that was all. It was just too early and people were holding on to the Bitcoin. This is a hedge against inflation. This is going to 100K. Mm. Um but I'm just wary. I'm just wary about these sort of like narratives that are pushed out. I think there's always there's hidden agendas sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These sort of things do come out. But now I see Bitcoin being that hedge against inflation now that we've coming towards the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not as far down to go as what there was. Mm-hmm. I think it comes in as a real contender there. And what about we've spoken a lot about crypto? What about stocks though? So, yeah, do you want to? Stocks as Mm, in? Like the stock market. Stock market, well. Similar? Yes, very similar. They're actually very correlated. Mm -hmm. So if you go on TradingView's 
which is what we chart on, and you put down the S&P and then you overlay Bitcoin price over the S&P, they will actually mimic one another. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe maybe a year or t- two ago, they didn't, but now they are very aligned with each mm-hmm. other. So in my day-to-day technical analysis, I actually look at uh, the equities market first and then I look at crypto because I don't really – care what the price is doing in crypto, uh-huh. it will always follow, or currently will always follow what the stock market will do. Interesting. I was reading an interesting article last night that was talking about the stock markets and how they're actually a crystal ball for the whole economic environment. So if with that declining, that's actually what's happening to the economy as a whole. Mm. So the if that continues to fall, then more than likely Oh mate, Papa Powell might increase yeah. interest rates yeah. and then people might get squeezed again so it might fall again because people pull out pull their money yeah. out of these assets. Yeah. yeah. Well well the stock market's been around for centuries. Yeah. Uh it dictates the whole the whole world. Yeah. And especially yeah. the American markets dictate the entire globe. Yeah. Uh everything will follow what the stocks will, will tell us to follow. And this much. is why it's so important to educate yourself yeah. and be able to mm. read charts, see what's happening because if it's dictating the world as a whole, then you can forecast in the future what's going to happen and you can better manage your assets, your wealth. and Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the, the one of the strongest indicators right now in the market is the strength of the US dollar. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens when the dollar gets stronger, It's it's been a complete inverse for the rest of the markets. So as the dollar gets stronger, people exit out of stock markets, exit out of you know crypto markets, and they go back into the dollar. Oh right. When the dollar dips, people, um, it's not you know as good of a place to have your money anymore. Yep. So people start entering back into the stock market and the crypto market. Ah, why is the US dollar so strong? Because people are scared. So they're moving their oh, assets. Oh, so they're taking their assets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're the selling their assets and then holding yeah. the, US the US dollar. dollar. So yeah. that's driving. The, the yeah, price. right. Yeah. So, so the, the more people pull their money out of these markets, stronger. The, the stronger the, stronger the dollar is going to be. Yeah. So in crisis, like in countries, dollars usually get stronger. That's mm. what happened with the Russian ruble as well. Mm. Um, it got really, really strong. It's all like yeah. it's at all-time highs, I think. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. they're taking money out of the people bank. people are taking money out and they're storing it in Makes their, sense, in yeah. Their, the most secure. Um, Which is under market. the mattress. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Mattress. And, you, and you can track all these currencies. Like you can use Forex for currencies and you can use USDT, like dominance. There's mm-hmm. a chart on TradingView which you can see the percentage and how much people are stacking their uh, USDT. Uh, so they're stacking their USDTs to be able to buy, go in and buy, say, Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In times like now, people are stacking because yeah. of the economic and global fears of yeah. the recession and, and all these so other factors. The US dollar you said is strong, but how come the Australian dollar is, is not, weak? Is, is so weak. Like it's at 67 or 68. It's, it's weak against the US dollar. Because the oh, US yeah, dollar is so true. true. So yeah, what, true. When you're looking at currencies, all it is is which currency is stronger. Stronger. Okay, yeah, yeah. Than the other. So ours is relatively getting stronger against other countries, but when you put it against the US, it's, weak. it's getting it's getting weak uh, because yeah. the US dollar is getting so uh-huh. strong at the moment. What would make the US dollar weaker? People investing again. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's like yeah. people deploying their money uh-huh. into other assets. It's, mm. it's, that shows more confidence in, in the market. So what I remember, 
you would remember when the Australian dollar used to be like a dollar. Oh, it was amazing. I was living was in America. Yeah. It was a dollar eleven. <laughs> what? Why was that? Was after the G, GFC? It was two thousand eleven. So then that would have been when people started investing, investing. their money again into markets and yeah. assets. Yeah, it was it was that, and it was the Australian market really strong. Yeah, it was like both of, of them. Yeah, traction as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that will happen here again. Yeah, well, I mean. We we follow Sue pretty closely with with yeah. the US, so it's going to be interesting to see how it all all plays out. If they fall into a recession, do we like yeah. you know, how that sort of plays out? Um, but we didn't fall into a recession last time. No, when, mm. from the global financial crisis, we sort of held our own. Um, It'll be interesting to see. A, a favorite topic is house prices as yeah, well. True. Like yeah, Like where where they go. You know, there's mm. there's a lot of talk on the streets. You know, we're dropping 200, 250, 300 grand from mm. from all the medium house prices mm. out there. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we where we go and if people can actually borrow Spend, or yeah. or pay off their mortgages mm. at this point. Yeah, you know, some if interest rates keep hiking at the moment. Yeah. So the more they increase interest rates, the harder it will be for for everyone out mm. here. Mm. We were just talking about the US dollar and recession. If so, if the US does go into recession, does what does that do to the dollar? Make it stronger or weaker? Because people theoretically would even pull more money out of markets. The Australian dollar, US dollar. The US dollar. Yeah, yeah, true. What? But then in the flip, they're increasing interest rates, so people have to spend pay be paid more back to like governments, banks, and things like that. Mm. It depends what the how the government reacts. So, if they continue to inflate the dollar mm-hmm. as well during these times, it, then it can continue the strength of the coin. Like if if we go into a recession and they continue to print money mm-hmm. um, and drive inflation, and that's, that's something that's called stagflation, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a pretty toxic mix. And That's when uh, unemployment's also really high, yeah? Yeah, yeah. unemployment's really high, economic conditions are, are low, yeah. everything's, you know, CPIs. Um, sorry, inflation rate goes through the roof and economic conditions keep going down, mm. which is the opposite of what you want mm-hmm. out of causing a recession. So that could cause the Australia, like the US dollar, sorry, to maintain its strength. Um, but it really depends on how they how they act over the next six mm. six to twelve months. Will depend. But it's all cycles, so we just yes. have to keep our eye on the cycle. Yeah, exactly. be, patient be patient and and, and learn. I guess yeah. mm. economics, macro, micro, whatever it may be, technical analysis. Yeah, mm. you need to learn through the bear phase to then excel in the bull phase. Yeah, I think yeah. that's important. Learning and not listening, like you said before, to media because exactly. that can scare oh, the shit that, out of you. It's <laughs> like all driven by fear. Yeah, sometimes I listen. I'm like, oh. Fuck. And then I'm like, no, 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 be yeah. patient. But on the other side of fear, there's freedom. So there's True. there's op- there's opportunity in exactly. this market. Exactly. Yeah. True. I, I had um, my Twitter no- notifications on like nonstop, and mm. everyone was just going at yeah. it. Like, just calm down, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just it's, walk away for a bit. Yeah, I think it's important, definitely. So, friends, family, stay calm. Educate, Educate yourself, yourself from FIFA. From FIFA. FIFA. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. And from TBI. TBI. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and yeah. we someone to say that. But I think, would like, for you guys, I know that we're offering a discount for people that are listening to join your platform. What I know you guys have been on the podcast before, but I feel like maybe some people haven't listened to that episode. Mm-hmm. To refresh their minds by mm-hmm. coming on, jumping onto your platform, what can they expect? 
Yeah, cool. So we are a education platform mm-hmm. for all things investing. Yeah, we look after stocks, crypto, NFTs, all the fun mm-hmm. stuff there. Now we've made this with the ethos of simplifying the art of investing. We really wanted to make this really simple for mm-hmm. everyday people who have never touched investing before to get involved. And we do that through, uh, we've built our own courses. Um, we've built our own um, platform that has all the tools that you ever need to get started. We show you exactly where to get started, walk you through every step of the way. We also get you involved with a community of people who are exactly like you, mm-hmm. exactly like us, um, and who all just want to win and do well and help each other out. And so that's been really nice to, to see sort of camaraderie yeah. that we have in there mm. and a place where people can share ideas and, and grow together. Uh, so, yeah, it's just like uh, putting yourself in an ecosystem that's for, for growth and for learning and for doing it with people who are you know, in the same and position as you. And I guess our four main pillars, which we, we're governed by, is education, uh, watch list, price signals, and, and a community, as Zach said. Mm-hmm. That's... We get around each other at the most critical times, like now, and we're all we're all just friends. Yeah. Like we can all that. rely on each other. Yeah, I think it's really important to be part of a community like that during these times, especially exactly. like Sarah before, to build your wealth, educate yourself, and yeah, mm. I think it's amazing. So, if people wanted to sign up, you have an offer today. Yes, we do. Yeah, so Curious20 mm-hmm. will get you 20% off either a yearly or monthly membership. So Amazing. you can head to the website and check that out. Amazing. Hit us up if you've got any questions. Yeah, if you want to talk to us a bit further, just uh, DM us on, yeah. on Instagram. They're not intimidating. No. Especially <laughs> <laughs> if you're a female, they're not intimidating. Right. It is an, it's an intimidating space. So It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for that little no. offer. No, absolutely. Thank so don't forget to follow TVI. What, yeah. what is your hashtag thing? What is your handle? Uh, TVI Trade of Its Investments. Yeah. And also <laughs> FIFA people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and educating us <laughs> in something that is scary but um, relevant. Yeah. Say. yeah. No, it's Yeah, it's not a scary place. Just uh, reach out if you, if you ever need anything. And, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you yeah, for coming on. Absolutely, girls. Thank you. Thank you. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details.